everybody this is richie from the metal cell podcast i want to do a shout out to a new sponsor on the show rising sun's brewery from cork one of our own so this is the first time it's been announced on the show so i'm really excited to have rising sun's on board if any of you don't know what happened just a conversation with benny and he is a real passionate fan of music in general and I pitched him the show, told him what I was doing, and uh, he was really enthusiastic about it. So we had a discussion about it and just kind of outlined other ideas for where the show is going. And so, yeah, so he's on board with it. For people that don't know Benny, he's got like the Cork Heritage pubs around Cork. He's got what, around 20 pubs, I suppose, and they're all really class places. So it's Rising Sun's brewery that are coming behind myself and pat on the smashing skull session so just one yeah fair fucking play man. yeah, yeah. Congrats. it's awesome that's some that's some hustling right there hustle to the grave babe yeah there's some exciting things uh being yeah. planned on the way so and we all get free drink forever which is class there you go <laughs> yeah. we'll all have to have little metal cell id pass cards yeah yeah, just... yeah. You, you mean you don't know who i am like i'm richie's friend like <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted with that. Um, two and a half years, two and a half, three years of grafting. So it's, it's good to get a reward and cover my costs eventually. So you can buy the second house now with all that money. Like second <laughs> helicopter, Ed. Second helicopter. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm just back from damnation. Will I talk about that or do you want to talk about a few other yeah, things? Let's hear, let's hear the damnation report. Yeah. So Friday, we went across to see uh, Night of Salvation. That was literally a last minute decision. Because we lost the sea, we're going to play Departure Songs. If you haven't heard of Departure Songs, um, by We Lost the Sea, it's one of those post-metal classic, post-rock classics. It's always name-checked, and that was the selling point for me. Pat has always gone on about it in the Smash and Skull sessions. And Very so, Pat band, to be fair, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, screams so, Pat. Like. So the lads are from Australia, and the, the bands on the night were Mastiff, I watched they were fucking amazing and I'm glad to say they're coming on the show uh, sometime Ooh. in December unreal yeah uh, Pupil Slicer seen them for fucking the amazing band. everyone loves Pupil Slicer everyone yeah. loves Pupil Slicer Pupil Slicer are sick yeah I don't know I don't know uh, I've seen them twice now and it's just the type of music that I mean there's nothing the fault for them as a band in delivery and stuff but they're not my cup of tea, but I can. They went down a storm. They're really, really good live, but just yeah, they're making waves, man. They are, yeah. Yeah, then Ithaca, another Great huge, band. huge support for them. And then, as I said, we lost the sea, it was mind blowing. We were up the front for that, and the lads joined us for beers afterwards, which was really cool. nice. And then Celeste ended the night. They're Class. those that know, know Celeste, they're absolutely yeah. amazing. I suppose they'd fall into the kind of early Gojira territory. Would that be fair yeah. enough? Some heavy hitters there already. Like mm, it was an amazing night. Yeah, yeah. The setup was really, really good, and I suppose because they were only using one stage, which was, um, I think it was called maybe the altar. It's kind of the second biggest stage there. What was the what was the arena set up like then, Richie? Because you've been to Damnation before, haven't you? In in Leeds? No, uh, that's Danielle. Yeah, I was in Leeds. Yeah, um, it was like as they were saying, Danielle. It was always a bit of a nightmare trying to get around the place, wasn't it? It no, was. Not with this. Yeah, um, yeah. The lads said it was way easier this year. 
compared oh, yeah. to last year. Yeah. The, the venue itself, just to give you an idea, you'd need to be kind of maybe Please at the Trafford Centre where we were, where there's yeah. a few hotels and that walk was 30 minutes. But going back, it could be a bit scary because it's in the middle of an, an industrial estate. So it's really, really out there on its own. There's no food venues or shops nearby. So well, are you, Richie, are you saying that you wouldn't walk there? Because I remember when we went to see Turnstile, and I was like, look, we'll walk to Camden. You we and your happy. fucking walking, Evan. Jesus I get my fuck, I get my steps in, my man. Yeah. Like, you, it was like, granted, look, granted, we walked the complete wrong way. So yeah. we added about 20,000 steps <laughs> no, onto it. Yeah, yeah. We added an extra 30 minutes onto it. But we episode. looked so fit when we got there. <laughs> the Sweaty. Episode, the exercise for the week was done. That was before we even saw Turnstile. Like, look, it's, it's just old, it's different when you get older. Like me and Richie have only so many steps left. Like, like my my fucking runners had tongues hanging out of them, Joe. When we arrived, eventually shouldn't Canada. have brought shit shoes. So, <laughs> but yeah. So look, that's just one one aspect of it. Like coming out of there at night time, if there was excessive amounts of people, it could be ropey enough. The sound in there for the Friday night was incredible. It was the second main stage, and absolutely faultless. Really liked the look of it for the Saturday. And there was no problem with toilets. There was no problem getting sour drink. Was class. Loads of selection there, and everything was. Uh, you got sponsorship as well, did they? Or am I making that up? When I see that. I might be mi- mixing it up with something else now. But sponsorship for drinks, is it? Yeah, like they got. I remember they were saying something about like getting the. There's a double point there for oh, like. We had the double. Yeah, yeah they got some kind of yeah, like some deal that points. they were doing as well. Fair play yeah. to them. So the whole night was absolutely amazing. I couldn't fault that that was the Friday night. Then the Saturday, then, of course, you have an extra 4,000 people coming in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm guessing there was roughly 2,000 Friday night. There mightn't have been, but it was close. Gavin, we met Gavin, top Mm -hmm. dude. He was flying around the place. There was no problem. You could get a photograph of him, a chat. He He was really, really nice about everything for anybody that needed help or it just uh, just to bug him for a picture even i met the razor sharp dead blizzard lads there as yeah, well cool. yeah it was really nice yeah. that was a uh, friday night so then saturday we arrived because i wanted to see brewery at one o'clock and there was a massive change in just the size of the crowd going in there it was just like wow we got to see brewery in the i call it the eyesore stage which is the smallest <laughs> stage and we were just blasted out of it the whole time by um, strobes. Strobes. Oh, my I fucking heard that. God. It was mental. I, I, look, basically, I just stared my, at my feet for most of that show. Was it but that, it, like, literally that much strobe that yeah, you like, it was just couldn't ridiculous. handle it? Like, I heard I mean, that. Look, the band could have been asking for that. I don't know. Like, I can't say. Apparently, they were, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, I remember seeing the strokes actually, and they did it, and it was incredibly off-putting. Like it was just really hard to enjoy the gig. You and was know? that for every song, Joe? Every single song. Jesus you know, I think Christ. sometimes people in, invest in this fucking super expensive shit, and then they're just like, "Better use it." You yeah. Strobes mm. like this, like. <laughs> <laughs> the weather was shit on Saturday, which didn't help matters either, and there was a lot more food cues going on there, so it didn't really affect us because we had a good breakfast, but by the time I saw we lost the sea, I was kind of getting a bit hungry, we lost the sea again, we're brilliant, but the same problem again, just non-stop strobing right through their set, uh, just crazy, and there was a, a band on after them, and it was the same thing again, I was just going, fucking hell, <laughs> 
<laughs> Relax. Yeah. Um, was there not? Um, Joe, you might know. I remember maybe so hideous. A years ago, there was like like a time limit. Like, a, like maybe it's not like a legal time limit, but of how long you can leave strobes going at a gig. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know that like. Even if you think of what percentage of the population is uh, some form of epilepsy or something like that, you know, some even photosensitive problem, you would just think even if it was 2%, you're still going to be upset and some yeah. people massively, you know. Mm. Yeah. And to know what, I, I'm fine stuff, you know? with strobes. I'm actually fine until I got subjected to this. Like, it's just mental. Directly forward, they'll have them like, you know, angled downward. So it gives you the effect without kind of fucking blinding your face, you know. Yeah. So anyway, pins and knuckles stage, and um, that was insanity alert, Joe. They were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, they're great crack. Have you played with them before? Yeah, we uh, did a tour with them in Japan there in 2019. What? Yeah, they did a tour with us in um, wherever else, uh, Europe. But they're they're lovely guys. We've known them for ages. Like the, the lead singer looks exactly like Roman Polanski as well. So he does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was shocked that they were from Austria, actually, but uh, they had the crowd in their hands. See, that's my whole point. Like, if you have, say, two or three trash bands in a festival like this, it's going to be fun. They bring the fun element to gigs. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Very after that, so. there was just all really, really serious um, bands on. That was just my own opinion of it. Pig Destroyer were on the Pins and Knuckles. Such a good band. Yeah, uh, I watched them. And my dying bride, Godflesh, at the gates, all those I thought uh, suffered because the arena was so big in relation to the vocalists. The vocals were missing a lot of the... the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How full did it, uh, did it seem then, Richie? Because I know there was some rumblings about like X hundred people not being able to get there because of the train strikes and all that kind of crack. Like... I'd, say, I'd say nearly 90% full, Joe. Oh, really, really I think it's, so, it's, all, it's sold out, I think, in the end. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, but then you've people like me who couldn't go that had mm. tickets. But yeah, um, well, I did find it strange actually because it's not something I do anyway. Is there was actually no place for people to sit? Okay, yeah. so if you're sitting, you're sitting on cold concrete ground. Yeah. You've no yeah. choice, like yeah, you've no yeah. choice. That was just one thing. Primavera is like that, you know, and I think that is something that people kind of forget if you're doing an all day event, especially selling food and stuff like that. You don't really want to have to stand about, you know. Yeah, place I couldn't think of was the Holy Goat. That was the other main place. So we saw Wolves in the Throne Room there. They were excellent. There was a lot of bands there, Incantation, what Misery Index, Despise Icon. So like they were all really, really jammed. You know, yeah, for... I can imagine Misery Index, Misery Index especially. Yeah. I'd say it was a big deal. Like yeah, but but as I said, going back to my point was we had our breakfast at ten and come six o'clock after just so much beer. And I was just so fucking hungry, you know, just went queuing and it was then the problems could be seen why there was no, just, just no fucking moving in the crowd. Just, we just stood there for 30 minutes. My mate fucked off. I waited another 10 minutes going, it has to move. And it just didn't. And so then you're really hungry. Then you're sober from kind of waiting around for That's so long. That's the worst part as well. Yeah. And it's raining. And you're just going for fuck's sake, like, so yeah. I didn't. I eventually got food at nine o'clock that night, but I mean, for fuck's sake, like from ten o'clock that morning, like, 
Yeah, I'm I need a fat bastard now, so I need. I to need food to times. function, to move around. Yeah, <laughs> but everybody like and stuff. I do this. Like I'll I'll eat, regardless of you know having the crack, getting moldy, doing everything. I will still eat three times. Yeah, at a festival or anything. Like I, I'm aware of what my body can and can't do, and what it needs to do mm. other things and. Food yeah. is an absolute necessity. Now, that's not that nation's fault. That's the vendor's yeah. fault. Um, but Jesus Christ Almighty, that was such. I a think like the, there's probably there is something in it, in the sense that like at damnation, even though there were probably more places to eat, it's always been a problem around dinner time. There's been massive queues, or they run out of food and stuff like that. So, a lot of it is probably like metal fans. You know, they're sitting around all day boozing, and then same as yourself, everybody at the strike at six o'clock says I want something to eat you know it's time to go yeah 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 if I say in between bands as well as like you kind of find I just was busy like, all day man because because we were yeah. in and out looking at the merch getting beer it was just busy most of the time like you're you're talking about six thousand people and I think there was maybe 10 caterers right with just small trucks and they weren't big what were what was this is such a nerdy but like what was pricing wise like um, 80 for, euro, I think, was it? For no, the I said for food. Jesus. Oh. No, the food was okay. <laughs> 80, 80 euro for food. <laughs> Fucking hell, I might as well do you the week. <laughs> yeah, I think it was around £8 or £10 for pizza. That's all I was looking for. Ah, that's actually, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not too bad. That's okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, trying to get out of there again. We left before the main headliner came on after two days of it and... Just wanted to get out of there. I wasn't going to take a chance fighting with thousands for taxes. You didn't so. see Converge, no? No, I didn't see the converge. No, Moly. yeah, I know, I know, but I was in there at one o'clock. You see, Eden, and look, do you know what? It was a success, I'm sure they'll take on board what people were cribbing about. The people were looking for water and they were able to get it in some places, some places hadn't it, but they're all small teething problems, you know. There was yeah. overall, I think the sound wasn't the best in the main stage for the vocalists. That's basically it because of the height of the venue and it's a it's a tin roof. Become very washy and just yeah. lost and everything. Like it was originally like a boxing arena or something if it's like an industrial area. Yeah. Maybe that was it. And as I said, the other stages, there was none none of that there in the Holy Goat and the Eyesort. Just just perfect in there. Yeah. So here, um Evan, how was the worn out Irish tour? Genuinely, um, it, it felt like it was like a pivotal kind of thing for us. Uh, like it, it, it was absolutely fantastic, to be honest. Every single gig, uh, we had great crowds. Um, it's one like, how do I describe it now? It was just one of those things that like, we'll say pre and post COVID, like all the work that we had done during COVID and then waste coming out and the build up and like the last year that we've had, like coming with this with this tour was just like we're we were fucking beaming every single night. Um we would have done fire. We would have done another four hundred gigs given the opportunity. Uh just it just really felt um like no, I don't want to be saying like, oh, we've moved up or we're whatever. Like we are a better band, but I feel like either people that weren't paying attention to us mm are now paying attention to us or at least curious enough to check us out out of, you know, like word of mouth kind of thing. It's like, you know, feel very much our own band. 
at this stage. So, yeah. and then yeah. um, in Dublin, man, what a class we venue that is! Like that was of like how I felt like we played or how I played. That was my favorite, and that was actually the best on stage sound that I had. It class. like it was just what I think it's like a hundred cap. It's <laughs> it's so hectic everywhere, you know, and they have tables that they can't move. Cause we got in there and we were like, Hey, saying to the promoter, Mikey is like, dude, you got to move those tables. Like I'm telling you now they're going to be a hazard, but they ended up being like, instead of people like getting on the stage to stage dive, <laughs> people got on the tables to stage dive. So it worked out, you know, whatever way. Or did those tables that were screwed into the floor? Like? Oh, they're screwed in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw them. We're like, they okay. also had candles everywhere as well. <laughs> we got in we're like lads get rid of the candles i can't and like the candles were gone before uh lauren started playing and mm. like, you'd say it was like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah your performance at the siege was just exceptional uh, fantastic reception fantastic reception yeah it, i think the siege very much felt like kind of again it's not an ego thing it's more if it was me on my own standing there, it'd be different. But as a unit, uh, it, it just it just felt like a lot of things had had built up to that. And like mm. very proud of the lads and what we've done and what we plan to do and the things that we have coming up. But it, yeah, it was very like one of those moments. That it's only after like so we brought all the gear back to Cork kind of straight after, but it was kind of sitting in the car. Um, you know, when we got like pictures and stuff the next day, I was kind of looking at like the size of the crowd and the fact that like at the siege, we had like front pits, we had middle pits, yeah. it was like a tiny little back pit and stuff as well. And it's kind of like to get that reaction is not something that we're, we take for granted, but that's a testament to your hard work and doing it the right way, being professional about it, you know, I, and everything yeah, no, you do. It, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's like, no, we fucking, we work our asses off. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And everyone was so good to us at the siege as well. Everyone bought merch and yourself included. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, not that I remember buying it. But anyway, thanks for well, giving you me the heads up. We ordered it, but I, I brought it to you. But you okay. were like, what, what t shirt? I was like, <laughs> fuck, I'll resell it to you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, highly no, likely really given, the, given the condition I was in at that stage yeah yeah what, speaking of conditions early. Danielle <laughs> what's that supposed to mean <laughs> well at least you were there weren't you <laughs> in spirit what are you talking about what does that even mean hey come on come means... on now. I'm slating you that's what I meant I'm slating you here no oh, we got yeah. that like <laughs> yeah. I don't know I thought I was in a perfect bit of health at the siege you know <laughs> Danielle, every single interaction that we had, and I feel like, like, I think Joe, maybe it's just me, it's probably just me, but before playing a gig, I'm so bad at keeping, like, conversations or, like, mm. it's like ADD comes out 200% because I'm already thinking about six hours ahead of what I have to do, but mm -hmm. every single time that I saw you, you were the most lovely person I, you were just like i'd literally see you from the corner and it'd be like this <laughs> <laughs> and i i'd like fucking make my way through people being like i'm getting that hug I'm like, <laughs> every time like every single time yeah. 
That was brilliant. And um, the fact that you'd never seen Partalon either, Daniel. So I, good. So oh, me, good. they were class. I yeah. actually, I didn't get to talk to many people from what I can remember at the siege because I was, I, I was so busy at bands, yeah. so busy. It yeah. was packed. Um, but Jesus, Parathlon were fucking unbelievable. Howard crowd surfing, I think his like headstock got stuck just <laughs> on the upstairs stage. And I was listening to it being like, this is going to be so out of tune now because there's no way, if that was us, if someone looks at a, like the headstock, it'd go, <laughs> but that's our look. But he got up and he just kept playing and it just sounded incredible still. Like, you know, mm-hmm. their, their bassist, I know James Cody's not playing with them now. I can't remember the new bassist name. It's Barry, what? isn't it? From Is it Barry? Yeah, yeah. What a fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> what an absolute, like that man. There was the tune, I, don't, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like they do this thing where it's like a circular riff and then they stop and come in on yeah. like the like the like the two of the four bar mm. but they do it like 16 times so it's yeah. you're kind of like it gets to a point it. like yeah you're getting to this point that you're like oh they're just going to keep doing this and then when it they actually don't do it again you're like you actually fucked me there <laughs> it's like, i remember watching that being like <laughs> that's sneaky on me <laughs> they do it for so long that you're like you fall into the groove of like hey kill it dude but and, and every song they, they played it, like, was was new, new. every one of them. Yeah, because you, I, I do remember you were like to be rich. You're like they're going to end in Jerusalem, and I'm like they're going to end in Jerusalem, and they didn't. And then they didn't, and I was like, ah. Oh. But the song they ended it was fucking was excellent, class. anyways. Yeah, and of yeah. course she was yeah. up the front for Grace Stag as well. In her so good, time. people came up to so me and were like, good. They were like, oh, you're the girl who's at the front for Grace Stag. You were going mad for Grace Stag, like these random people you, I never met before. You and Pete were like this. It was I actually looked at Pete. Because uh, I was kind of like at the front to the side, and like I could just see like Pete like this be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're fucking getting me, brother. <laughs> yeah, their new stuff was deadly. Mm-hmm. Ah, they're just they're just ridiculous. Like, do you know who's a band that's really on a a, trage- a trajectory at the moment? That um, that War, I've War heard around. No? Uh, trench knife. Oh my There's God. There's a buzz about so them at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's a buzz about so them good. and they Big were excellent. The boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was uh, chatting to like the lads afterwards and one of the lads was like, who was that band that had a head in the spike? I was like, Trench Knife. Trench, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Class. <laughs> yeah, so there was loads of highlights was in the siege. It was great. It was just an absolutely fantastic day. So send in the love to John, Kieran, and every and his team. Brilliant job. Below the neck uh, and lower in as well. I'm absolutely talking about their sets. Go on. Both fans were fucking, I don't know, did you catch yep. lower in? But yeah. I didn't see him. Fucking ridiculous. Lower mm. in are one of those bands that you could put on at 9am <laughs> and they will have people that are like, do you know what, fuck it, I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, below the neck were sick and yeah. I just, like, you know, we had the tour with the lads, but I just, I need to acknowledge them. Nail home how good of a. They had a great tour. So the last that, didn't they, in Ireland, yeah, they were really uh, happy. Yeah, they had, mad, like, people knew the fucking words to some below the next tunes, like, wow. like people were singing it back. And I'm like, that's that shit. This is why I love bringing bands over to Ireland. It's like, I don't think we realize how much of a 
engaged community that we have. Like even yeah. below the neck, I got a a message from a, a guy that works in a coffee at uh, Three Fools. Uh, when he saw that, like, you know, the lads had landed, he messaged me being like, let the below the neck lads know that if they come in to us, they'll get free coffee. Do you know what I mean? As in, I, I hadn't talked yeah. to him about it before. He said, oh, I heard them on Spotify. But just the Irish hospitality is second to none. And I think the lads saw that. And even I was surprised by some people uh, around Ireland now during that tour that were just so nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Right. We'll move on. Uh, first single is a band called Fierce Shook. And it's called Lutite. The band wrote and recorded the single during the lockdown in 2021. And although the music came together through a mix of online collaborations and recordings in separate home studios, it still manages to capture the sound and energy of the band's live performances. Fair Shook was initially started as a solo recording project by Rob Moore. The lineup expanded to a three-piece in 2021, following requests from to start playing gigs based on the strength of the music that had been released to date. So Owen, Ozzy and Rob worked together for years writing and recording material before COVID. So they would describe themselves as a punk band in the sense that they're working independently within the constraints. So it's not about playing to the cliches of the genre, or this is Rob's words. I also think that working in a small town away from any major music scene has helped us craft something different. So this is Fear Shook. Okay, Ev, we'll start with you. Uh, I think 
the first thing, like even reading the EPK will say that said like, you know, the small town thing. There is like musically. Instrumentally. So. Down my alley for a lot of stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, you get like the curb dog vibe laminate that used to be a band in Ireland that were incredible. Uh, like, you know, Ruben and like, again, Chemical Addiction. Yeah. Like that kind of vibe. Musically, it really, like, I was like, fuck, this is really good. Vocally, really needs a lot of, lot of work on it. I feel like there is more emphasis on trying to get like a raspy tone out of the voice rather than hit the correct notes and like finding... Like doing an accent rather than hit the notes, but yeah, if, I, know, kind I know of, you're saying it's to know the screaming trees, kind of yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a helmet vibe yeah. kind of or helmet influence kind of thing like that. Like you know, nineties or early two thousands yeah. kind of alternate. Like I love that shit, uh, mm. and like a lot of time when I was listening to it, I was kind of like focusing on the music because. The vocals, they can't, they really do let it down. But in saying that, you know, they're a three-piece, great songwriters, everything. Um, but if they get one guy to go in or to do vocals, or if they had two guitarists and one of them was a better vocalist, like, don't worry about, like, the tone and if you sound, like, kind of raspy or not or whatever. Like, it, I feel like if he pushes his voice in a way that he's not trying to sound we'll say grungy mm. this band really has the potential to be ridiculously good yeah but at the minute i think the vocals i'm like i feel like i'm listening to it like this like <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah 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 but very very much would like to see where these guys go musically fucking i really behind it like yeah joe um, yeah, like it definitely sounded very sub pop to me, you know, yep. musically. Very sub-pop, yeah. Like <clears throat> what you were saying, Ev, about Curb Dog and stuff, that this mm-hmm. was very, very popular music in Ireland from like the mid 90s until about 2005. Yeah. So there's probably like a whole bunch of people in Dublin and Belfast who would come to gigs for this kind of thing. But I would agree with Ev as well in the sense that I think the vocals are probably supposed to be kind of, you know, under the bridge, annoying kind of like the tone of them is, is supposed to be sort of, I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't work for me. Look, like it, whenever they said avoiding cliches, it's weird the way like they're looking at cliches. It's something, and I'm looking at what they're doing vocally, being all like, "Oh yeah, that's a bit of a cliche trying to like, copy in it or whatever," you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But yeah, like musically, very nineties and stuff. Um, but, yeah. Next, okay, Daniel. Yeah, um, the intro reminded me very Foo Fighters kind of, um, but. I, I enjoyed it. I actually kind of thought the vocals, like, it was what they were going for. You know, I, I thought it I thought it worked, personally. Um, doesn't, though. In my personal opinion, it does. Fair, <laughs> um, fair, fair. Um, but I kind of felt like there was almost, like, a, something missing from, like, maybe, like, the chorus, something a little, like, ho- hook it in a little bit more, have something a mm. little bit more to it. But there's definitely... Um, there's definitely not there that I liked. Um, and I suppose, Joe, like you probably were around around that the time where this was out there a lot and it was an oversaturated market. 
Um, but it's it's I suppose there's not a lot, there's not a whole pile of people doing this type of thing at the moment. And it has uh, it certainly has a lot more personality than like some of the other stuff. Like you get a lot of stuff that sounds like either new metal or like very modern. At least this does stand out from the crowd. You know, does, yeah. I really can't stress enough how I feel like if these guys. Like kind of hone things in i feel like they could be like if they can get a really good chorus in there as well yeah um you know like work, work on the melody itself because uh, the musicianship is so there like it's it's nice to hear a track like that because i haven't heard yeah, something like that in a while yeah. you know as you said yeah. chemical addiction would be a good um bear to if they, they'd be it. a great support for yes there you go addiction and it's what about the name any any thoughts on the name sure shook Fair shook well, everyone's going to say fair shite, aren't they? Realistically, like <laughs> everyone's going, everyone's just going to well, say that. Not, not really, but now that you mention it, I think sometimes like fair Irishism fair, in like fair shook is good though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like it's not. It's there's oh, she's on fair shook. Yeah, I mean my band's called Worn Out, so yeah. No, I think fair shook is good name. Yeah. Okay, okay. So next track is Inoshi, so beautiful. I'm I presume I'm pronouncing that right. Inoshi, yeah. Or is Inoshi? Is a metal band from Dublin, Ireland, with members originating from different countries who gather together to mix their ideas and influences to create songs with heavy riffs and deep atmospheres with an abrasive sound. This November the 1st, which is just gone, will be releasing their first single, So Beautiful. The song tries to show the anger of people realizing living in a well-structured system of lies. The song was written by the band and produced and engineered by Jin who is a member of the band in his home studio in Dublin. So shout out to Nick, Jay, Jin, and Javier on rhythm guitars as well there. So we'll give it a spin. Inoshi, so beautiful. Oh, that was 
Yeah, there's loads going on with that. Uh, Danielle, did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I think there's a lot of bands kind of doing similar stuff to this at the moment in Ireland. Um, I know maybe kind of a bit of words that burn, survivalist, survivalist yeah. type. But I think this is kind of fresh. I think it's 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 not like, you know, they all, they all are distinct in their own way, but um, there's, you can definitely hear like elements of um of their influences in in there um but yeah I, I that's their that's the only one song of theirs I could find in Spotify and I'd definitely be interested to hear more I re- I really enjoyed it um I saved it so it's always a good sign you, girl. yeah Joe. um yeah this kind of music that doesn't ha- like have a backbeat is getting quite popular isn't it like it's weird whenever you think about music before rock and roll like tend to not really be the focus on like you know four counts and like kick and snare being sequential the problem i have with a lot of this kind of stuff it sounds really heavy which is great but the singing like i've never heard a band doing this kind of thing who've had you know a totally different kind of singer it always tends to be super aggro and the other thing that i don't like about it is that a lot of the time whenever the riff is just totally following the kick drum you know where like they're like there's only so many beats that you can do where it hasn't been done because the riff tends to be like e or like it'll be two or three notes but the chugs are just following what the kick does. So I, can, I find it quite interchangeable, a lot of the music, you know? Mm. Yeah. So that's it. He has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Evan. Yeah, yeah, like I I guess like even to kind of work backwards on what Joe was saying, I understand the kick matching thing, but I guess with the kick matching thing is almost like, the whole thing that keeps that tight is the, you know, the chicken neck shit. So it's like, doom, 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 doom. There is a lot of like, there's only so many rhythms you can write and everything. But with this band, I think what they do, they, it it's the recording sounds tight as fuck. Yeah. Um, again, this stuff for me, I feel like can be very like a guy in his bedroom that has all the plugins in the world can make it sound like fucking periphery kind of like, you know, or, or six, like, you know, it'd be like, Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But, um, this is something that I will be like, yeah, unreal. Like if I can see this live and it's to the same scale, because it has happened before that, like I'll hear bands that just are like these guys, you know, like almost like I don't listen to them, but I keep getting told to listen to Lorna Shore. And I feel like there's a level of that um, that I'm like, if I ever see Lorna Shore live, like in a few years, I'll be the guy jumping on the bandwagon years after being like, do you ever hear Lorna Shore? And everyone's like, oh, we're done with that. We've, we've yeah. moved on. But uh, like, it's very slightly adjacent to stuff that I would listen to. It's a bit more kind of deathcore-esque. But Which is really big at the moment. Deathcore is blowing moment. up around the I'm not a massive, place. like, specific deathcore dude. In fact, I don't know if there's any deathcore bands that I would listen to. I respect it. I get it. But um, I think I'm just kind of like, if I see this band live and they, it, they sound like that, I'll be like, yeah, cool. One of the tightest bands in Ireland, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, really, really impressed me. Um, Very I, I like hearing, I like hearing yeah. new stuff like that. Um, it's not something that I'm into, but when I, when I hear it, I not can't. Not Black Metal Leader, which is class. No, yeah. But, 
So yeah, big thumbs up there from me as well on that one. Yeah, okay. I give a thumbs up anyway. Yeah, okay. So next track is Elder Witch. Elder Witch are an Irish symphonic horror metal triarchy hailing from the east, west and north of Ireland. They're literally a triangle of terror. Formed in January 2022, Elder Witch is composed of Venus Malfica on both. I knew it. I knew when I heard that voice. Was was she on Aloha? The, uh, yeah, what was that? We were yeah, yeah, I knew I was like, it fucking 100% is. I knew it. Um, Sorry, yeah. no, no, Albrecht Moonheim, the third on bass and guitars, and Vinifius Temporis on drums. Jesus Christ, like, why did they always send is, this? Your crazy? Is, is it the turd? The third, the third. <laughs> third. Third of his name. A third oh, of his the name. Third. Okay, I thought I thought there was the a third moon helm. Third. <laughs> <laughs> While it's epic cute. horror teen metal might not be, might not be everybody's stippled choice. Elderwich are known to wet their whistles with a deviant array of genres, everything from <coughs> cultish lo-fi black metal, gothic doom, vampiric punk, and the shameless desecration of classical greats. Elderwich are audio whores. If it's a gruesome, grotesque, and Garange in sound, it's Elderwich. Uh, the members have been prowling around the Irish and international metal scene respectively for over a decade. Ambitious and vicious, keep a close watch on Elderwich for they'll be watching you. Man, what a great intro to the track. Perfect. So, this is uh, the old ones. So 
Okay, Joe. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd be very embarrassed if that was the chorus of my song, to be honest with you. Like, she's a really good singer, but, like, this sort of music is insanely popular in Europe. Like, people feckin' love it over there, like, you know, so you can see this, this immediately doing well, but, like, it just it doesn't work for me at all. Like, I think she, like, you can tell she's a great singer, but, like, I don't know, definitely not for me. Okay. Danielle? This stuff usually is not at all my bag, but it's it's catchy and it's fun. Like I think it's self-aware. Like, you know, if you're if you've had a few drinks, you're watching that live and she's a great singer. Um It's not the subject matter, I think I love like horror and schlocky stuff and like yeah. songs yeah, like yeah, yeah, Brilliant, great. It's just more that it's like a very eel stormy, like, you know, let's drink out of fucking horns type vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it's not usually my thing. That 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 song is catchy, but um, yeah, as you said, Joe, that would do very well in Europe. Certain yep. festivals, I could see people going mad for that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cheesy as fuck, man. Um, I don't know if you remember. I think Jack was on the podcast at the time, but I was talking about. I don't know if it was Nightwish or some Olympi Doro. What was it? Door off. Where your man was like <laughs> this revolving thing on a keyboard, where like he went behind the drums, like playing keyboard, just being like, yeah. like or it was it, literally the cheesiest shit I've ever seen there. Um, but again, people love it. Very, it is very catchy. Um, yeah. not for me. There's a lot of things you can catch, but uh, you know, this is. That's ah, good fun, man. It's, it's very fun. As yeah. in, this is why I'm like, I'm not going to be like, oh. Then at the end of the day, people that like this l- love will it. will love this. Yeah. Like if you're into yeah. Nightwish and all that Thank kind you. of stuff, it's like you. Hailstorm or Hailstorm. Yeah, you. This is the, pirate metal. This is perfect. Exactly. I'm not saying like copying, but like this is you know for a man that won't listen to that. Yeah. Like it's, there's a ready-made audience. They've reached that level of yes, that's him. Uh, there's like a ready-made audience of people just mm. waiting to get into this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, and a fantastic yeah. vocalist leading yeah. the way. So great. Oh, she's she's actually yeah, she's very like knows how to make a hook. I believe mm. uh, the last thing for the Ashiri thing, I was like wasn't mad into it too much, but. <laughs> she can write a hook. I'll give her that. Like she, yeah. she does know how to write write a hook. Not the type of thing I want hooked in me at all. But <laughs> you know, this will be one of those things. I'll wake up in the morning. It's like, like, oh my god! I like, I, I'll end up hating her because how good she can write a hook. Because I, it's not my type of thing. Like, but that's a me issue rather than a them issue. Like, fair play to him. That's all I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Find the flag for us. Yeah. that type of music okay the track four is the blessing way and the song is delusions of an opium eater the blessing way is a symphonic black metal gothic solo project by ollie gill he has been working on the project for over four years eric's lament is the name of the album and it's their second one it's a concept album based on the phantom of the opera with guest appearance by snowy show and other singers throughout the album i presume the rest of them are irish it was recorded at Track Mix Studios and mastered by uh, Michael Richards. We'll give this a spin. Yeah, Delusions of an Opium Eater. Great title.
Millie from Creator Vocals there, Joe. That's just... Mm, 90s Creator. Yeah. Um, it's good, though. Like, I was very surprised if I actually kind of like him, a lot of the the vibe of this. It sort of feels like it's a merciful fate-esque kind of thing, yeah. Like, where, but it's a wee yeah. bit heavy on the, the raspy vocals, maybe. If there was more high, it would suit it, because it is obviously, you know, theatrical little hat-on kind of mm. metal, isn't it? Like, yeah, I'm actually glad that he didn't go high because that kind of gets iffy for me then when he goes too high, you know? <laughs> the, uh, the riffing was good, though, wasn't it? Like, you yeah. could tell that there were, yeah. like, like, despite what was going on in the song, there were some serious good guitar players going on there. Very proficient, yeah. Yep. Yeah, well impressed, Dev. Uh, yeah, again, I don't think it'd be any surprise. It wouldn't be my kind of thing, but uh, very good at what they do. It's like a mix of... And this, I don't know if it's an insult or a compliment to either band, but it's like if the crawling had to write a song with nice Nightwish. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's a, and I do, like I yeah. again I fuck it. Like crawling are so god yeah. probably the best snare sound I've ever heard live as well. Uh, but there's there's some kind of thing um, between. It's like if it's a mix of the two. But the crawling are good, mm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be my thing. But again, I'm sure there's lads sitting there that are like, I can't believe you said that. Like whatever. Um, yeah, very proficient players. Very, and I know I say that all the time, but I can't stress enough how, with me saying that, it's like I'm not shitting on someone. Um, like you can't write a song. It's like the song's not for me. I literally didn't ask to review songs, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of yours or acquaintance? Yeah, yeah, friend of mine. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I think it's so impressive that that's the solo pro- project. Mm. So it's it's, yeah. it's really really impressive. There's um, there's a kind of an underground goth gothic kind of um there's not really a lot of people playing to it which is interesting so i think this i think that there'd be um there'd be an audience for this um but i he said he's not going to play it live um okay. but i thought it was i thought it was cool it, it this particular song actually reminds me of um there's a song by Avenged sevenfold and they they do it kind of an operatic kind of a thing called a little piece of heaven and i it's one of my favorite Avenged sevenfold songs and it reminded me of that um yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool, really, yeah. really cool, and yeah, the, the it's a, it's a long enough album as well. Like, there's good, is it like thirteen tracks or something like that? Oh, Jesus, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'll definitely be checking it out. I'm really yeah. impressed with it. Yeah, yeah, like so hard when you're a solo artist just to kind of throw something out. And... Yeah, there's there's a lot of vulnerability that comes with that. Does, is Ali part of the metal scene in so far as does he go to gigs and stuff, or is he just he's based in Galway, like so he'd be mm. up there. Uh, he probably go to a few gigs up there, yeah. and they're on. And that yeah, we're push. playing on the third of December. If Ollie wants to come down, I'll buy him. Doug, cool. Uh, Big thumbs up, anyway. I, Richie, I do it. you mind if just before we move on from reviews, I know I sent like a screenshot into the group. I believe the last um, forums that we did. I can't even remember what band it is, but one of the members like made a post on Facebook. Oh yeah given out about what we said and oh yes uh, sorry i thought you meant you just I, sent it there okay no 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 yeah, yeah. Like, yeah i guess this is me just like saying 
if you want to send a review in here, and this is not me, me being like a dickhead or some kind of hard mm. ass, but if you're going to send your music in to be reviewed and not like what we say, then by all means, keep your music up your own earth because I don't see the point in trying to, like, we're not here to lick anyone's arse. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. but uh, unfortunately, I got like screenshots sent and I sent it to you. Yeah. Can't reply. Not that we'd mind, but advice that I would give any band if someone doesn't like your music, there is literally no band on the entire face of this earth that everybody is going to agree on. But if you're giving someone the option to review something and you want to make a bitch and moan because no one bent you over and told you how fucking amazing you are, by all means, fuck off. And I think that's the fairest way. I don't know if anyone else has a disagreement on that, but if you're going to send songs in to be reviewed and you don't like how they've been reviewed, well, look, man, you know, you have to, it, it, it's a natural thing. Like, you, you don't like getting bad reviews, but at the same time, you're 100% correct. It's not, you don't have a God-given right for people to like your music, you know? So yeah, 100%, yeah. That's just, that's life, like, you know? Yeah. I think like, it's you, I'm not saying you have to bad. take it, like, it's like, don't put up a stupid little Facebook status about it, like. Oh, yeah, I mean, page, fuck like, that, like, but I mean, yeah, look, fuck, we're, uh, always, we're always trying to be positive and try to pick yeah, out the, the good elements. Now, if there's bad elements, they will be spotted and you will call it out on it. But ultimately, why we're here is to promote your fucking band, talk about them and yeah. get your band music played on the show. OK, yeah. and yeah. I give it to the lads. They have no preconceptions about it. They make a call on the night. It's no bullshit. It's either it's good or it's not good. We will try to help you and suggest stuff. And after that, you know, just to fucking start bitching about us on Facebook. Richie, like this is this is an Irish like show and it does have great reach. But like it's not as if bands like if you got a bad review and crying, you wouldn't stop sending your album in for a review, would you? You'd yeah, just be exactly. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think it's the same. If that band got a bad review from us and they were bitchy about it, like go and make different music or appeal to someone else. I'm sure they're not fucking worried that like, we don't like it, you know? So uh, they were, yeah. that they made a post about it. But anyway. Yeah. It was, it was a member of the, like, yeah. it was one of those things that the, I remember sending it to you. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't even want to say what member of what band and what. Yeah, but look, no, leave, leave it out. No, no, I won't. But like at, at the end of the day, it's one of those things. It's like, honestly, if you want to like, the more you move up, the more you move up, there will be people that want to shit on you because you're doing good. And if you let that affect you and you let every small little thing kind of like, oh, they didn't, they give me three out of five or like fucking two out of five. What fucking difference does that make for you writing the songs that you want to write? Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you're going to change everything, then to be like, oh, well, like, like imagine if that that band were like, oh, do you know what? I'll uh, I'll I'll write something that like I'll start writing. I'll write a hardcore song and send it in here. It's like what fucking reach do I have? Who gives a shit? Write stuff for yourself. If someone doesn't like it, be like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed it out, Ev. Fair play. Okay. Fifth and final track is Apogee and Tide. Revolution is a fallacy. So that's Sam Ellis, the guitarist and composer from Irish metal band The Linkus. 
So he started a solo project. Uh, Rory from Olympus, the drummer, is helping him out with some of the drums, programming, etc. So it's progressive metal, guitar-driven, rhythmic melodies, and he is hoping to kind of start moving into the sound production side of things as well. So he's done everything by himself. It's a solo project, and he's currently going to be releasing a single every couple of months. So this song is uh, Revolution is a Fallacy.
Daniel. That was fucking class. Yeah. Unreal. Loved it. Loved the vocals. Um it reminded me of Slipknot Volume 3 around that era. And that's high praise. Um yeah, really, really liked this. Um, really looking forward to hearing more from them as well. Yeah. Uh F. Yeah. Fuck me, like as in mm. I was, I'm a big Alinkus fan. The first gig Worn Out ever played was with uh, Godmother and Alinkus. Uh, Chris from Alinkus got up and did a tune with us on the Dublin gig of the last tour. Sam is like a ridiculously good songwriter. And Rory, I know the drums are programmed, but like, if the only thing I can say is if if they can get like it to do live because yeah this stuff is sick it's so good and like sam i know right well you're gonna you're listening this is sick to release stuff online over and over that is absolutely incredible my only thing for me is like if this was the middle of covid it'd be different but like i am dying to see this live I want to see uh I want to see them and I want to see Zora together and I want to make it happen That's and cool. also if Rory's not around I guarantee you Tom will be able to play this and he'll fucking nail it but oh my god if this is done live cuz I know Sam isn't going to just do like a half hour's version this really could be like do you know like in a couple of years we'll look back and be like oh do you remember they reviewed it on this it's like this would be incredible and i feel like tom woodlock would be the drummer Poor tom's uh, t- like the, the irish the repertoire <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah like look, the irish drummer look, 
the boy <laughs> deserves get, the boy deserves to get paid, but he's the man to do this. And I feel like if he if if Sam can get a band together to do it, <laughs> oh my god, this would this would literally just I wouldn't I I, I it would blow my mind. Like I would well, love to see this. Like okay, because you the next episode of the Metal Cell podcast is with Sam Ellis. So. I know, and I couldn't make it because I had to bring a PA from Crack Jenny's back to Blackpool. Joe, are you as enthusiastic? Not really my cup of tea. Sipping on his trooper beer. Poor yeah. Joe has having a hard time but lately. Joe, I can only play about what oh, I need. I get it. I get it. It's probably, isn't it like a sign though that like a lot of the younger people are making more modern music? You know, it's, there's less of a culture. Maybe 10 years ago, there was a lot of people trying to set up, you know, more tradish bands, be it like new metal or new wave of British heavy metal. A lot of people doing stuff nowadays are focusing on modern music for younger people, you know? So it's like, music I for drummers. Probably, like it is. It's time, like, all time signatures and groove. That's what it is. But see, the thing that I don't really like about that is like, I, I love drums, you know, and the thing that really, really pisses me off about a lot of this kind of tempo-less kind of like, well, it is, it obviously has a beat, but you know, whatever weird beat it's in, I don't, I find that the, whatever symbol action is going on is always really just fucking mundane, Crash or China, keeping yeah, some sort of shit. The drums like, are programmed like, on this though. Yeah, like there's never people doing like hi-hats that are as dynamic as what the kick and, you know, snare is. So I'd like to see more of that. And again, the riffs, like, it's just like, here's some syncopated parts, you know, and that's, mm. that's not like for me. But the vo- uh, vocals were really cool with the effects on it. And it, it definitely had a bit of a kind of Maynard in per- perfect yeah. circle kind of buzz I about it. I feel like it was actually like uh, if Very Alice so. James and Gojira are yeah. uh, kind of that, like, I could hear the... The first time I heard it, I was like, fuck, I'd love if he did, like, with the vocals, more melody. He used, yeah. like, Sam uses a lot more melody with the screaming part. And that might be coming from a confidence in his voice. But if he used the same, like, he, there was melody or rhythmical things in the um, screaming part that I'd like to see instead of the... Uh, yeah. Like I don't think I don't think, I think that he, like he he's doing like the vocals and stuff I thought were like inventive and different, which is great. But I think that with like there's a lot of bands out there like the Police and stuff like that who managed to have really insane drumming and also really characterful guitar playing. And the problem with Best that sort of guitar tone is it's just all those guitars are just like down tuned, open, syncopated riffs, and like there's so much more that they could be doing. You know, you're spot on. I can understand where you're coming with from that side of things, Joe, as well. But uh, yeah, exciting times, man, for for that uh, project. The same way, would I be wrong in the same way as it's saying uh, there's other things that death metal drummers can do other than blast beats? Do you know what I mean? I feel like it falls into that thing, as in I, I totally get what you're saying. But that's where, like, that's where great music comes from. Like, if they ha- if you got like a band who were doing like Morbid Angel or Cannibal Corpse style death metal. And got like an ACDC t- style drummer or someone who really knew how to like a-, a rhythm and a beat. Like, I think that something like that would be cool. It's just whenever stuff gets so, it's like thrash music. Like, the, if you just keep playing the same beat all the time, it loses it, you know? It's very easy to do a parody of a style of music if you have a drum track of music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's it. So we're going to have a brief discussion on cash versus cashless at festivals, gigs, and 
it's becoming a thing. I suffered the problem of it in uh, Damnation Festival when I went over to the merch tent to buy stuff. It was they were looking for cash. When I joined the queue at the siege to buy merch, and then word got through the queue because there was a, a quite a quite a big queue at the time that they were taking cash. So literally had to jump out of the queue, run up to the bar, and was only given fifty pound notes. So. Well, to be fair, the, with ba- the, siege, the bar staff were pissed off. Well, I know, I know, I know, yeah, I yeah. know. But like, still, you've got other things on your mind. Life is fucking going on when you're trying to do shit and arrive there and just see the merch in case, you know, the panic, the usual panic. Oh, fuck, the merch yeah, is going to yeah, sell out. Yeah. So you join and then go, shit, yeah, you need cash. So it's just um, a situation that I think will it affect yeah. bands um, in the long run? Especially when people don't tend to carry cash. Young people don't. I never have cash on me, ever. Carry cash. Whereas um, myself and Jobs have, have a few, but it's just actually There's getting many, more many difficult. I'm sure you would remember going to a gig and trying to keep 20 quid to buy a t-shirt at the end of the night and then spend yeah. it on drink and stuff. Yeah, yeah. From a band's point of view, it's definitely better because um, people want to just go out and enjoy their night and stuff and they don't need to worry about, like, at the end of the day, beep and stuff. But... Also, you have to remember that a lot of bands have to try and operate some of their profits under the table, you know, so they don't want to be declaring everything. And everything that's going through your sum up or whatever is going to be declared. So Square up is what I use. And, you know, I I use it for Worn Out and Dead Cult and the amount of people that... Have you had the situation, this has happened to us a few times, where, like, say, at the end of a night and you're getting tons of people are coming up, so you're doing tons and tons of transactions because you're doing them so quickly, you can get one that'll come through and say failed and you might notice no, it. See, this is the thing. I've made that mistake the first time ever. I will hold someone like this is the other thing. It depends on the venue. Fred's upstairs can be an absolute fucking nightmare for connection. Uh, so I tend not to use card in Fred's, unfortunately, but we'll say in Sinead in Dublin, I'd be there chatting away to someone. We're like, yeah, cool. I have all my stuff on my phone, uh, prices and everything. Check out, boom. I have. I don't have the card reader with me. It's a small little square. It's a square up that I have. And someone just goes tap. And by like by the time you've said thank you so much, like we because we do, we really appreciate it. It comes up approved, and I'm like, yeah, cool. It you know it. I feel like if bands now don't look into getting some kind of card machine. Like you really have to like the square square up. I know there's some up is the other one, but I use square up and this thing is like out of the box, download an app, put in your details, your payout details. I guess the only downfall really is. How much is it to buy the machine itself? Much, maybe if I remember 30, 40, something, oh, I, I can't remember. It's, it's really not that much. The only thing is like when you're on a tour, um, as payment processors will do, it will take three or four business days for it to hit your account. So, you know, it's not going to pay your petrol on that day. But if you're touring regularly, you're going to get regular income from mm-hmm. it and it, it bulks it by hour. And, you know, like every day it'll, pay out the next thing but I guess the advice I would say to people is don't at the minute 
don't assume everyone has a card, but bands yeah. get a card machine. Like it's just a tiny little square. It's so easy to use, but maybe in like three years, three, four years, everyone's like, oh, well, of course they have a card machine. We got fucked a little bit. <laughs> we played over in the UK. I brought my card machine, like the little tap thing and, you can only use it in the country that you bought it in. And I didn't uh. know that. So what we did was we have like on our merch, there's a scan thing. So if you have PayPal, you can scan oh, that and it goes straight to our PayPal because it was one of those oh, things. That's that, great. Like, the amount of times you'd be talking to someone and there could be a line. If you're not shit, at, like if we didn't play a shit gig, there could be a line of people that are like, yeah, cool. I'll take this, this. You want it to have as easy and quick as possible that like, even I'll be straight up with you. Like my head sometimes, if I'm trying to, how you price your merch, sometimes my head will just explode. Like, you know, after playing a gig, if someone goes, oh, I'll buy something for 10 or something for 15, uh, that thing for 13. Um, and actually, can I also get another thing for 13 and then one more thing for 10? And you're like, <laughs> sure. It's like, what do you think it's worth? You're literally being like, yeah. the amount of times that you're like, it was like, someone gives you money and you're like, oh no, do you know what? Fuck it. I'll give you it for this much. And they're like, that's still it's more than what it's actually worth and i'm like oh well look my head's fucked my head is literally <laughs> fucked like i can't i can't just be like you're yeah, cool what's your opinion on it daniel um well like it's, it's whatever suits bands really at the end of the day but as as a punter um i never have cash on me ever like i i i but i haven't even I left my bank card at a friend's house in April and I only got a new one two weeks ago. Um, and I survived. I've just, um, just tapped my phone. That's all I do. Okay. Um, but I did try to get merch at the siege and I knew it was cashless, but I knew that they'd do um, cash back. But oh, when God. I went to the bar, they weren't doing it for some reason. I was like, can I get cash back? Um, yeah. Maybe they seen the cut of me and were like, for her own good, don't give her <laughs> cash back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like personally, like I'll always be delighted when I see cashless there. I thought when you meant this um, topic, when you put it into the group chat, Richie, I thought you meant like cashless wristbands at festivals. No. No. But, that's, um, that's, a, that's another... The ticket of the cash, like yeah. Joe. Yeah. Um, you're, I think they're both better though, like aren't they, in the sense that like wristbands and being able to tap all that stuff is way better than some festivals in Europe, like grass pop and stuff. You have to buy tokens or yeah. like even smaller ones where you're like going up buying tokens, and it's a whole fucking rigmarole that you could do without, you know. But see, the yeah. thing is, and when you have a tap facility. And like everything else, especially con considering the person that's using the card and the condition they're in. Quick, boom, done, done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. kind of waking up the next day yeah, and bro. checking frantically your account and then going, what the fuck? Where, yeah. Where's the T-shirts I bought or how many drinks yeah. I'm after yeah. paying you know, at that like, price? I have so many mates who have done that, like, you know, who've yeah. gone to a gig, completely polaxed, like bought three T-shirts. 
mm. and like vinyl and the, like you know spent it's hundreds of stand and the next day left them on the train or you know yeah, yeah. but then again that's a that's an occupational hazard that's yeah them. of course it is yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting that it's it's really speeding up the whole process of getting rid of money. Full stop. It's very quick, man. It really does. Like I'm thinking, like the amount of times even like paying into a gig was like, do do you take card? If you take card, even just the because you get guys that like are not used to bands being able to take card that they're like you know talk the big talk being like oh i love that i only have card i'm like sick i can take every single fucking card in your pocket and i'll never give it back and they're like and i've seen it before where it's like someone's not used to it and they're like oh like you have to buy it it's like i know you have no interest in buying this but boop (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah talk shit i think um, think they'll end up being a backlash about it you know because as much as people find it like is going to be totally handy, bands in the long run are going to end up end up finding that they're making less money, you know, especially like bigger bands are having to end up reporting stuff where like bands on tour like Motorhead or whoever back in the day, a lot of their merch and stuff would just be going into the petrol tank or per diems yeah, for the crew and stuff like that. That's stuff that is good, yeah. you know, was never entering into the fucking tax system, whereas. Like New York, whenever card became a big, massive thing, everywhere took it. And then it went through a phase where loads of bars didn't want to take it because of the same thing. They didn't you're getting to uh, bank charges for using your card as well. Yeah, but like we'll say, oh, right. OK, I don't want to be giving out like fucking prices or whatever, but I think it was either Dublin or Cork. And it gives like the list because um, Siege was cash, but like. To be honest, with the amount that we sold for both those gigs, even on the card, like if someone's going to give out about the like percentage that, well, square up is what I use. Whatever, man. As in like, yeah, not a butter. If if it stops people doing this, being like, Yeah, I'll actually, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for someone to not do that or like lie to me saying like, oh, I'll be back there in a second. I'll be back there in a second. You won't be back in a second. You tap, you're done, whether you remember it or not. Yeah. But look, I mean, I had the problem then with architects trying to get merch off them in Fred's upstairs because as you architects. said yourself. What? You Archives. absolutely 100% did not see <laughs> architects. Fuck's Archives. Archives, yeah, yeah. There is no fucking way you saw architects in France. <laughs> I was like, oh, no way. Can I continue, please? <laughs> anyway, so I was trying to buy archive T-shirts in uh, Fred's upstairs, and the lads were trying to use the tap system. I think they had the same setup as you, and of course, there was no um, signal. Then they said, "Look, no hassle. Why don't we just try PayPal?" And that didn't fucking work either. So. It's Ultimate. Fred's. Fred's is actually cursed. He doesn't want yeah. anyone to make any money ever. So it's just something to remember in Fred's upstairs that if you're a band, uh, you won't get much of a signal up there. Uh, so I think in the end, I think bouncer and Fred's actually owes me money for a fucking dead cult t shirt. Yeah, okay. I'm sure he'll money. listen to this now and be like, I'm oh, sure yeah, Evan I bet won't he... forget anyway. So, oh no, I won't. I'll be there on the there 26th. So, yeah, you know, but uh, Joe, would you rather have a roll of cash in your? pocket gone into a gig or would you just have like, your card from a, 
from a punter point of view, card is probably handier just because you know what it's like. Yes, sir. Uh, from, from a band point of view, I think you need to be flexible and be able to do both because you will end up places where you don't have the internet or people have cash. So, um, yeah. And like, as I said, there's so much of like that merch money if it's in cash and bands have it on tour. They're going to be putting it into petrol and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. It'll, I think all this stuff about cash disappearing full stop, it's not going to happen. You know, people, people no, need it'll it never for happen. No. various reasons. As long as <laughs> petrol stations take cash, it'll never happen. <laughs> I hope it never happens yeah. because... But I think all the big festivals um, are kind of going that way now where they prefer to be cashless. In Ireland was... I didn't fucking have cash once. Just throw it, uh, tap on the card. Yeah, and we all saw where that fucking went with the vendors that were selling food. Yeah. I think they might have been from England or, or Northern Ireland, one or two, and they were they had the Irish prices up, but yet they were charging English prices for the food. I'd and people it. didn't know about it until the next day when they looked at their bank card and saw that they were charged £10 for yep. a burger instead of €10. Euros or I'm just saying it was probably a lot more than that, but yeah, Grim. <laughs> I work for a payment processor as well. So it's like, mm. I like there's so many ins and outs of things, but yeah. So for small gigs around town, bring, maybe just bring some cash with you just in case. Um, always the bigger, the bigger always venues, sure. the bigger venues, yeah. the three arenas and all them, I would say the majority of them, You'll be able to get your merch cashless. Part of the thing is, like a lot of places that you be playing, regardless, like people are arriving in taxis and stuff like that. And unless you're in a big city, or actually, there's no country, uh, there's nowhere in Ireland the taxi drivers in Dublin or Belfast, neither of them will take card. You can pre-book them. They don't. But, yeah, you can pre-book, and that's it. Like, so, yeah. times I've been like, can you? Unless you're card? getting an Uber or something into town, if you're in Galway yes, or, sure, yeah. or a lot of places, you're paying cash yeah, for the yeah. taxis, and you're going to end up having cash about like you know so. but i think that's a good reason why it's important for bands to have like items under five quid like if you can do lighters or can openers or anything like that that people can throw shrapnel at then great look you know yeah okay. be careful how you do if you're doing merch as well i uh, don't have shit for like 12 euro 13 euro because all you're going to do all night is run around looking for change, being like going up to the bar, being like, "Oh, do you change for this?" Then you're gonna get shit mixed up. It's yeah, up to that. Okay, I hope that helped people who are watching and listening. There, thanks again, everybody, for coming on the show, Evan, Danielle, and Joe. Much Thank appreciated. Thanks, lads. And uh, shout out again to our new sponsor. We'll be doing this at the end of the show, but shout out to our new sponsor, Noise and Sons Brewery in Cork. And crucially, support your local metal scene. Thank you.